Thought Leadership Studio. You're listening to Thought Leadership Studio, the podcast that helps you master high-level positive mass influence to create distinctive business niches, captivate an audience, grow your following, and change the game by changing the frame with strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. Welcome back to Thought Leadership Studio, and this is episode 12, Five Steps to Market Insight. Subtitle, an introduction to what I call audience attunement and a challenge to the data marketing paradigm. This is going to be a fun one. And this is kind of a key part to the design process of strategic thought leadership. And it is a design process. It's like you're producing a movie. It's like you're writing a screenplay of an adventure story from old thinking to new thinking. So we need design tools. And we need design tools including those that bring us the insight to know where the origin of this journey is. And that includes being able to understand what I call levels of thinking, and I'll explain in a bit. And to be able to parse that thinking into these levels in order to affect high-level influence to guide people on this journey to a new place, a new perspective, a new set of talking points about your field, about your profession, about your product or service that empowers them to get more of what is important to them. So discovering what's important to them and discovering their current model or the prevalent model of the industry or prevalent model of the field in a way that you see how you can make a better one. A thought leadership destination, a thought leadership position as the end point of this journey. It's key to it. So you have to start with this insight and that's what this episode is all about. because we're challenging the norm. We're challenging the norm of big data. Google and Facebook have gotten rich from this model of data targeting, but that doesn't mean it's the best way to do it. It's just the way that got them rich. Horse traders are rich before cars were invented. And now these fossil fuel cars that burn gas and diesel have had a good run of more than a century but they're about to be completely replaced by electric cars. They're talking about passing laws in Europe that mandate electric cars only in certain places 
by, I think, 2035 or 2040 because we value the planet we live on. We can't keep polluting it. And similarly, we value the mental health of the world. We can't keep polluting it either. We're seeing a huge pushback against these privacy invasive ads. seems simple once you contrast the difference of being targeted almost like an animal being hunted versus what I propose as a new model of being respectfully listened to for the insight and in how to give you more of what you want in ways that you might not even have been able to predict and this is a process, this audience attunement is a process that not only can help you develop a unique and powerful strategic thought leadership position in marketing that brings an audience to your point of view in a way that empowers them, that feeds this online research that 81% of people do according to a study I just quoted in a recent blog. Even for major offline purchases, 81% of people research online before making the purchase. So we're just giving them what they are looking for. Thought Leadership Studio. But it's a shift. It's like we've been looking through the wrong end of the telescope and making our pre-contact prospects smaller by consolidating them as just a data point in this massive amount of data. So we're talking about moving from targeting the recipient to targeting what they want. We're talking about moving from looking at them through the wrong end of the telescope where they just become a small data point to moving to their side of the table. From looking at them as numbers to relating to them from the heart as people we sincerely want to help. So let's bring them more fully back to life now. Let's value enriching their lives more than manipulating data and people will respond positively to this. So it is a paradigm shift, and it's one that's going to bring more joy, more integrity, and more fulfillment to all of us marketers as we embrace it. When we realize that people pull, and realize that before they purchase, they're pulling for information, for empowerment, for learning, we can provide that learning and empowerment and we can align our product and service development with them. We can align our media 
with empowering the prospect on how to better understand it, how to better use it, how to elevate their skills and knowledge to extract the most from it. So instead of interrupting their attention with a targeted ad, we are fulfilling their need for learning. So let's kind of go through it as a punch list and contrast this model of data targeting that's become so prevalent where there's predictive analytics based on your previous actions, everything these big data companies can study about you to predict what you're going to possibly buy in the future, to, we'll call this the data targeting side. Let's contrast it to audience attunement. Okay, first the difference in perspective. Data targeting is looking at things top down. It's making the prospect small. It's making them the bottom of the hierarchy looking through the wrong end of the telescope so they shrink because we're trying to consolidate so much data with so many people. The perspective of audience attunement is from the outside in. It's going to where they are and looking with them at how our organizations look from the outside and how our media empowers them to get the most out of it. Okay, let's contrast the actions we take. With data targeting is a push system of interrupting something else they're doing. With audience attunement, it's responding to the pull they have for learning. And since we know 81% research before a purchase, and we know that 70% prefer to learn from helpful content rather than from ads, we're giving them what they want by helping them with strategic thought leadership content that leads them to get more value out of it. So data targeting the prospect's attention is largely involuntary. Audience attunement, it's voluntary. With data targeting, the intention is to target the prospect. With audience attunement, the intention is to serve the prospect. With data targeting, the information we have is people's past behaviors, the demographics, or psychographics. With audience attunement, the information we have is from respectfully listening to what they want by finding open public conversations where people discuss the topic where we don't care who said what. So there's no incentive to invade people's privacy. It's just an incentive to find unmet higher values. The information we're getting is insight into higher level thinking, insight into what's important to them, insight into the current prevalent models of an industry that can be improved upon. So the, with data targeting, the expectation for prospects is that they repeat their patterns. 
the audience attunement, the expectation for the prospects as they grow to new learning. With data targeting, the level of influence is behavioral. We expect them to purchase, you know, make a purchase behavior because they've acted this way in the past. With audience attunement, the level of influence is a higher level of influence. We align with higher values, often unmet values, often values that were never even attached to our product or service before, but we make the connection for them with new, more empowering mental models. So it's higher level influence than just behavioral. With data targeting, since we expect past behavior to repeat, there's no creativity there. With audience attunement, it's all about creativity. We are co-developing a creative new vision to lead them to. So it's quite the contrast. So that's a table that is on the landing page for this episode. And the link for that is in the description for this episode. Check it out. Um, of contrasting data targeting with audience attunement for this first of these five steps, which is to shift the focus from data targeting to audience listening, or what I call audience attunement. The second step out of the five is to discover open conversations about your product or service online. You won't find these in the blog post. You won't find them on the website, except in the comments threads or in places like Reddit, where people speak openly. to discover the insight that can lead to innovative thinking that can move a marketplace is like in the comments threads to a polarizing blog post because if people feel their values are being stepped on they will tell you what's important to them they'll reveal their higher values that aren't being met and they'll reveal their models of how they use the product or service, or how they see it being used, or what it's expected to do for them, what we call a mental model. Finding these 
um, is done simply by using tools for this kind of search. Now, Google on its own searching for it is just going to give you a ton of content that is contrived. Okay, you can figure the website for a company in a blog post is typically going to be contrived. It's what people want you to think they think. It's not necessarily revealing what they really think. If you want to find out what your audience really thinks, find these emotional conversations. Uh, we have some tools for doing searches within Reddit, for instance, and searches within a discussion thread plugin that a lot of people use on the bottom of blogs called Discus. Um, but there's some ways to do this. Um, searches within Reddit for these keywords is a good place to start. And what we typically do when we do this kind of audience attunement research is we use these tools we develop, but you can also do them manually within places like Reddit. And maybe take the keyword about your product or service and add the word comments to it and do a Google search that way or a search on DuckDuckGo to be more privacy oriented. And that can help you find these conversations. Now an interesting thing about this is again we're challenging the big data paradigm because I found that once you have just a few of these you have so many actionable insights that you can't even get to them all. There's so much that you can do to have such a powerful impact. So more is not always better once you have a critical mass of authentic conversations that you can parse this thinking from. So we just find these and we save, we copy paste the conversations into a Word doc. We get rid of the people's names because we don't care who said what. And these, these are public conversations. So they're already online. People have already put them out there. We're not invading anyone's privacy by doing this. We just want to find out what's really important to people that we can help them with. So number three is to parse these open conversations for unmet values. What's really important is a value. A value is a level of thinking. It's a higher level of thinking uh, because your values are going to impact your behavior, not so much the other way around. So a value might be confidence. It might be security. An unmet value we found in doing this kind of audience listening research for a youth sports fundraising company was growth for the kids. And this is a app company um, and their competitors, and I mentioned this in other podcasts, I'm sorry if you've heard this before, but it's a story worth telling more than once because it's a clear demonstration of finding an actionable insight by finding an unmet value that all of these other youth sports fundraising app companies were selling convenience, but the decision makers who spent the money, the parents and coaches, were on the discussion thread saying, what's that teaching the kids? We used to have to work to raise money. They're already entitled enough. We don't need them to have any more instant gratification, like the sense if you press a button on the app, you get money. 
which demonstrated this unmet value for growth for the kids that nobody else in the field is paying any attention to. They're selling convenience. Well, guess what? My client's app is just as convenient. But he created a thought leadership position of partnering with charities to make it about the growth for the kids. leadership position that satisfied an unmet value, which is very persuasive. So learning to recognize when people express values, what's important to them. And you can just, as, as you read these dialogues, ask the what are people saying is important to them? What's the higher principle that's behind their position? And that would be the value. Is ask as if you're them. What's important to me about this product or service? And what are they revealing in these conversations? Number four. Once we know some higher values that can meet at a higher level. Now, I should also bring up that sometimes you can discover values that weren't even connected to this product or service that you're selling. Um, but once you know these unmet values, once you've got a sense of what's really important to people and you're discovering some that you could fulfill at a higher level, you want to extract what we call mental models about your product or service in the proper format. And the proper format is an if-then statement because a mental model is a belief. It's a model of the world. It's something we act as if it's true. And we're just talking here about simple models that are relatively easily changed about how to use a product or service or what something's for. If you do this, then you get that. So, this might also be related to a different level of thinking, which is skill set. So these three levels, skill set is below mental models, which is below values. So values is the highest level, mental models is the next highest, and skill set is underneath that. And skill set is um, knowledge and skills about how to use it. Like if you're selling motorcycles, somebody needs a motorcycle license, you need to be able to ride safely. Um, you need to know what proper gear to use, things like that. And sometimes you can expand someone's skill set by teaching them how to use what you're selling at a higher level. And that's great. It's not as high a level of influence as changing a mental model about, oh, this is what you do it for or this is what it will do for you, you do it to get this. So 
Well, here's an example of a mental model worth changing, uh, big data itself. A mental model for them might be if using privacy invasive customer data to target them is necessary for efficient marketing. Results should be measurable as the numbers that count or a couple of others. Now the challenge here is I found in our research of marketers is that marketers really value integrity and honesty. They value, they value mutual respect as well as things like success and effectiveness and creativity that we'd expect. But with integrity and honesty and mutual respect being high values, using privacy invasive customer data to target them is not aligned with that. So there's a great example of a new mental model could better align with these values of integrity and honesty. So in order to better align with these values, you could create a new mental model, a new thought leadership destination of invasive advertising generates resentment, while it's the marketing that respects the viewpoint of the end user and leads to helpful new thinking that builds sustainable profits. And this is supported by a skill set of having more empathy, of seeing things from the customer point of view, and having a higher impact from designing the marketing from that point of view creatively. Using more positive persuasion. So, better fulfilling the values of integrity and mutual respect while also really revering the values of leadership and creativity and effectiveness success with this mental model of the invasive advertising actually generates resentment it's the marketing that respects the viewpoint of the end user and leads to helpful new thinking that builds sustainable profits using the skill set of the empathy of seeing from the customer's point of view what you actually get from that is steady leads. You close more easily because they embrace the unique model the company taught them. So you get a higher return on investment and you stand out as a clear leader. And it's a positive experience for all concerned. And you get the fulfillment of the satisfaction of leading customers to more fulfillment with inspiration, confidence of aligned success for all concerned in the intrinsic enjoyment of being creative as well as feeling congruent with self-respect by marketing with respect for the end user. So what I've just done is I've also taken us through number five, looking for market misalignments as opportunities. And in the case of the marketers themselves, the misalignment is between the value of integrity and mutual respect and the old mental model of you have to invade people's privacy to effectively market to them. So we get more aligned with this. So well, you can have even more success, but you can honor your value 
of mutual respect and integrity at a higher level by having a marketing system that has better integrity by respecting the end user who makes it all work. I mean, it's the end user who buys the products, who buys a service, that funds the advertising, that funds the marketing. And there are ways to do paid advertising that are perfectly respectful. Um, Contextual-based advertising, where you're on a website about soccer balls and you see ads for soccer balls because you've already expressed that by being there. Those make perfect sense and they're not invasive that way. And there's ways to use this technology that we invest so much in developing but in different ways. Instead of studying the customer like an object to target, I'd like to see natural language processing, the artificial intelligence that does things like tries to correct our grammar and talk to text, but use it for parsing these natural conversations to make it easier to extract values and mental models because I realize that this may seem heady, you may not understand all of these terms. I'm simplifying it the best I can and my intention is that you at least get some insight, some kind of overview to be able to take something from this and start looking at these a different way, listening a different way, seeing your prospects a different way, seeing large-scale marketing a different way honor an even higher level how much people research online before purchases and the incredible opportunity that represents and to utilize this opportunity at the highest level by finding insights finding opportunities where you can lead people to better thinking thought leadership position and this audience attunement aspect of discovering where there are unmet higher values that can be better met with new mental models you lead people to and that you create PR campaigns, content campaigns that feed this demand for learning at the highest level. You're giving people what they want on every level. You're giving them what they want on the learning level. You're leading them to appreciate things that they may never have even thought of themselves. Thought Leadership Studio. So this wraps up episode number 12 of Thought Leadership Studio. Thanks for joining. And this episode on audience insight covered a lot of territory. 
realize it's a lot to track. So I've put a lot of resources on the episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com. And that episode page is linked in the show notes. Please check it out. If you're in marketing, if you're an entrepreneur, if you've got a business, if you're in sales, this information is extremely valuable. This will help you know how to find not just the hot button for a specific prospect, but for an entire market segment that no one else has even thought of yet that can lead an entire audience to your way of thinking, your thought leadership position. And if you're a solopreneur or you have an organization and you want to do more with thought leadership, let's talk. Right now I'm giving away a 30-minute, let's call it a brainstorming session. Let's connect. Let's get some real clarity around what you can achieve what resources you need, what kind of time frame you could be looking at, how you can create and spread a message that enraptures an audience. I'd love to help you with it. Um, check it out. Links in the show notes. There's also a link to get the free marketer's guide to strategic thought leadership. Get a nice overview of the thought process of strategic thought leadership. And that's just one of many extra resources you can access currently for free by getting a site membership at thoughtleadershipstudio.com. So, thanks for joining and look forward to seeing you next week. Thought Leadership Studio. Thought Leadership Studio.